When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Joining me now, 20 years and 26 Emmys later, the cast and creators of The West Wing, please welcome Allison Janney, Richard Schiff, Martin Sheen, Aaron Sorkin, and Bradley Whitford. Hey, folks, thanks yeah. for being here. Good to see you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. <laughs> I, I'm really happy you're here. The one thing that bums me out is that I wish we had the entire live audience of the Ed Sullivan Theater so you could feel the thunderous, roaring applause that you could literally lean against when each of you walked out on stage. I, 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 I can only glow at you, but they would actually give you the love that you deserve. Um, Aaron, West Wing fans are giddy. That, that you put together this West Wing special, but you're being adamant that this is not a reunion. What, 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 is, what does that mean, that it's not a reunion? That's right. Uh, it's not a reunion show. Uh, uh, the, you know, reunion shows have a certain stigma attached to them uh, that you feel like it's going to be a very Brady Christmas. Uh, so <laughs> over the years, I've resisted uh, uh, the opportunities to do a reunion show, but this opportunity uh, came along to do something at a crucial time for when we all vote. Uh, and so while it is a group of people coming back together after having not been together for a while, it is not a reunion, uh, uh, it, it has a purpose. And what we've done, uh, uh, my producing partner on the West Wing, Thomas Shlami, was also our principal director. He's taken an episode of the show and he has restaged it as a play. Haven't changed a word. He's just restaged the whole thing as a play. And then we shot that play as if it were in the style of a modern Playhouse 90. So, again, not a reunion show. It's something else. I don't know what to call it. So you guys are in character we the are, entire time. We are doing, the, we we are doing, doing an the, episode of the West Bank. Sorry, go ahead, Brett. No, I was just going to say we are, however, now doing uh, the Brady opening credits. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thank you. Because for a moment there, I really it sounded like Aaron was talking smack about the Brady Bunch, and I'm not going to sit here and let him run down an American treasure. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I was a little disappointed with the second reunion. The first one, out of the park. <laughs> okay. The the the, uh, the episode that you are uh, staging um, is a 2002 episode called Hartsfield Landing. Bradley, what's it like returning to the character of Josh after this, uh, this period of time? Oh, my God. It was, I think, emotionally uh, lovely for all of us uh, to go back. Uh, you know, there's a little... I have a little vain fear that people are going to wondering who the old fisherman playing Josh is. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we loved... Um, uh, I, I'm not just saying this. It was, I, I really think the key moment that uh, made the cast chemistry come together uh, was, was Martin. 
because we feel such affection and protection for him uh, as, as, as our characters do. It was, it's a little intimidating. Uh, there's a certain pace to Sorkin's writing. I don't know if he's aware of that. Um, and, and you could feel like for a second, you'd be like, oh God, did I lose this? And then you could see in others when you were, you were riding the pace uh, of the words. And all of us, got to ride Aaron's writing like a glorious motorcycle. Uh, and it was great to have that feeling again. Um, when you guys, one of the, of course, one of the hallmarks that everybody knows about the, the Sorkin-esque uh, writing, if I can uh, use that word, is that there are moments when the character finds exactly the words they would need in that moment. It's a fantasy of having just the right thing to say at exactly the right moment. When you were reading this throughout those seasons, would you go through and like see a full block of text on a page and go, oh, I, have, I have one of them this episode? Did you guys go through that? I, I, I did, personally. I, I'm, I lived for those, uh, those, those moments for CJ because I, I get very nervous public speaking. I don't have a lot of confidence at it. And to be able to memorize and own Aaron's words and, and make them my own empowered me. It was exhilarating to, to say them. Even the press briefings, I just loved sounding like I was the smartest woman in the room, which I, you know, all my lovely castmates, everyone knows that I'm, I'm, I'm not. So it was really, it was it, it just a thrill. Martin, I have a question for you from uh, a super fan who was on the show uh, last night. It's uh, Mr. John Bon Jovi asked me to ask you this question. Ooh. It says, pre- he well, said- I'm a fan of, of John bon, bon Jovi as well, so. He said, President Bartlett was my man. What's President Bartlett doing in retirement? <laughs> well, the, Bartlett is in retirement, but uh, I'm still at it, you know. Uh... Richard, what about, <laughs> what about some of the other characters? Richard, what's Toby doing these days? What did Toby go on to do? Uh, well, in, in the fictional world, I would imagine that uh, Toby uh, would have gotten so um, apoplectic about the uh, political situation in this country that he would have gone back to a more of a grassroots situation and maybe taken out a specific enemy, say Lindsey Graham of South Carolina. He would go <laughs> down and, and join and help the, the candidate, in this case, Harrison, he would go and, and help one candidate kind of surreptitiously without being visible, kind of in the basement. He'd write him speeches and yell in his earpiece during debates so that, uh, so that we, could, we could have one victory. He would, he would be focusing on one important victory, I think. Well, Toby was a speechwriter. Aaron, as a writer yourself, uh, how, how, what do you think of the plot of the year 2020? Because... Every so often, I just want to yell, okay, 2020, that's a little too on the nose. That's a, that's, a, that's a little too much. Really, the person who is spreading the coronavirus is named Hope? Why, why, did, you have, why did you name the character <laughs> Hope? 2020 jumped the shark uh, a long while ago. Uh, but I think the, the problem in terms of writing it, you know, and writers are going to have plenty to write about these, uh, uh, these last four or five years. But I think that you'll very seldom see Donald Trump as an onstage or onscreen character. Uh, he'll be offstage. He'll, he'll be in news footage because he's implausible. 
And in fact, the one place right now where you see him as a character, Stephen, is on your show, uh, is on our cartoon president, which is by far uh, uh, the most generous portrayal of Donald Trump uh, I've ever seen. Yes. Um, uh, Because in every episode, he does what a TV character does. He changes by the end of the episode. Um, uh, He learns something by the end of the episode. That is the Uh, hardest thing about Donald Trump as a character, is how can you play a man who doesn't change at all? That's right. You can't. Uh, You can have a bad guy, you can have a good guy, but there's no such thing as an interesting character who doesn't have a conscience. Uh, I just want to be... be be Except on your show, where you kind of like him. He'd be kind of like George Stein, kind of like George Steinbrenner on Seinfeld. He'd right. always be yeah, off yeah, camera in the voice it, of Larry exactly David. Exactly right. Yeah, Larry right. David will voice him, and you'll just see the back of his head. I think if if there is a god, she's a terrible writer. Uh, she can't even pick a genre. Uh, I don't believe the beginning. The second act goes on forever, and the ending is terrible. We don't know the ending yet. <laughs> twenty twenty could could end on a high note. Please, everybody, breathe. I think it might. We'll be right back with more. Allison Janney, Richard Schiff, Martin Sheen, Aaron Sorkin, and Bradley Whitford. Stick around. back with the creator and cast of The West Wing, Richard Schiff, Martin Sheen, Aaron Sorkin, Bradley Woodford, and Allison Janney. Everyone was heartbroken by the loss of John Spencer in, in 2005. And his character, Leo, such an important character, he, Martin, your character, Josiah Bartlett, and Leo were the, the, the mom and dad of that show. What did it feel like, A, back when you were performing with uh, John Spencer, did you guys, was that the vibe for you as performers, like your influence on the rest of the cast? Well, I, you know, we didn't project an influence per se, but we just tried to accept the responsibility of who we were in real life. He and I were the oldest guys. We adored each other. We had a similar background in theater over in New York. And, uh, I remember my favorite story. Personally, I adored him. Uh, and he, I still miss him, frankly. Uh, and it was hard to get through this uh, recent uh, performance without him because his presence was so powerful. Well, how did, but, you, how uh, did you deal with I that? Remember, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's a story Finish that story. Uh, Allison Janney uh, uh, revealed some years ago when we were still doing the show. She was doing an interview with a reporter who said, well, it, the West Wing is all well and good, but, you know, there's no love interest. And Allison said, of course there is. And the reporter said, well, between who? And she said, John and Martin, of course. I love it. I love it. I totally agree. I totally agree. Well, Leo is um, in this episode. How are you, Aaron, how are you dealing with, with the loss of John Spencer? Uh, well, first, I just want to disagree with Martin when he says that uh, neither he nor John... Um, had any influence over the rest of the cast. Uh, of course they did. The, uh, the rest of the cast, you know, they John and Martin set the bar. Uh, uh, the rest of the cast absolutely didn't want to disappoint them, and they were very happy to be, uh, to be working with these two giants. Uh, we needed uh, uh, an actor to play Leo, uh, and, you know, we wanted it to be somebody that we knew uh, that, uh, that John would admire. 
Uh, and so we got Sterling K. Brown. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I imagine that was, that was a challenge for him to step into. Good for him. Oh, he did it beautifully, though. He rose to the challenge, and it was just brilliant. And I, I it was my first time working with him, and I, I adore him. I think he was a great. Um, I think John would have been uh, proud of of uh, what Sterling did. I did a little Zoom rehearsal with with him, and I just, uh, I, 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 I couldn't get, th- I couldn't get through it. I, 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 I started to cry because. Uh, because it it was Leo and uh, and it was uh, an actor who who lived up to the stature of of John. So I think it it was great to work with Sterling. Yeah. Um, this episode is actually about re-election. Basically, how 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 um, is President Bartler going to run this time? Richard, what what does that episode mean today? You know, 18 years later, how do you perceive that story in the light of our present campaign? It's a great question because um, when I first read this years ago, I've never I had never seen the episode after we shot it. When I first uh, read this uh, episode years ago, I thought, well, this is a, a an ode to democracy. Uh, you know, the, that every little vote in every small town matters and and um and how lovely it is that that you encourage people to be at their very best and, and to be themselves when i when i read it now 20 15 years later whenever it is it brought me to tears i was um almost devastated by it because um given the state of our democracy and the threat to uh, an existential threat to it reading this beautiful ode to voting and, um, and to being the best person you could be when you're running for that office uh, was so touching to me. I didn't think that I'd be able to get through it. Um, uh, it, it it's just so much more poignant today with this threat um, hanging over us than it was just a beautiful episode you know, 15 or 17 years ago. Did any of you watch the show? Uh, I, I would watch the show when it aired Wednesday nights at nine, and then I wouldn't watch it again. I, I didn't. I, I looked at Hartsfield's Landing again, uh, you know, a month or so ago when when we were putting this together, and I needed to choose an episode. Uh, but I, I don't like to watch them again for fear that uh, it's not going to live up to my memory that it wasn't as good as I thought it was. And uh, I have to say, watching Hartsfield's Landing. Um, uh, these, these guys were always good, but every once in a while, they just get all the bat on the ball, uh, and, and everything worked in that episode. Uh, and like I said, in this new iteration as a play, uh, uh, which is, which is what Tommy dreamed up, a play, which is then filmed, uh, it, it still works, uh, uh, no problem 20 years later. We, we could have aired the episode last week. We have to take a quick break, uh, but stick around. We'll be right back with more of The West Wing. Hey, everybody. We're back with the creator and cast of The West Wing. Well, obviously, being on the show changed... um, the, the arc of, of all your careers, 
Uh, Allison, do you remember auditioning? Oh, yes, uh, very well. Um, it was my uh, first foray into the world of television, and I, 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 uh, I auditioned with the, uh, the first CJ uh, press briefing where she had to tell the press that uh, the president had run his bicycle into a tree, which I thought was hysterically funny. This, you know, incredibly important position that CJ press secretary having to deliver this kind of news to a press pool and, and not, you know, laugh. Um, and it was a lot of fun to do, but I remember auditioning for um, Aaron and Tommy and I did it and they were very, they had poker faces. I mean, I left there and I thought, well, that didn't happen. I'm not going to do that part. Um, and I, and then, so I was very surprised when I got a, a call back and did the same speech again and not a lot of direction as I remember. I just remember thinking that I just hadn't gotten it each time and then, then went into test for it, which is always a very nerve wracking experience. Uh, uh, it was my first and, and you sit there in a room with all the other actors who are auditioning for your role. And I saw who I was up against and- Wait a second, the first show you tested for was West Wing? Yes. Yeah, well, as someone who did many, many pilot seasons, you go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I was very lucky. I I was not, you know, the normal story. It was my first time, and I hit it out of the park, and I'm so grateful. I got the phone call from Aaron that I was joining. I was over the moon. And I always wanted to ask Aaron if the reason I got this part was because of the primary colors, Mike Nichols, because I feel like that's why I got this this part Aaron one of the reasons yes, why. It, it, yeah. uh, it is I, I had seen Allison do exactly one thing which is trip while climbing up a flight of stairs with John Travolta in primary colors and like a lot of people I, I fell in love with her uh, uh in that moment um uh she was good enough to come in and read uh I I don't know why you had to come in three times you had it after you tripped on the stairs you you, you didn't have to come in at all um, oh uh, but God. you did, uh, and, uh, you know, and my, my life changed when you did. And then you gave me another fall. You gave me another fall on the treadmill in the, in the, I gave you the, fall on the treadmill. That's right. It turned out that, uh, uh, unsurprisingly that you were great at physical comedy. Um, so, uh, listen, everybody on this show, uh, slips on a banana peel at some point or the other, but they do it while they're reaching high, you know? Martin, you have the greatest opening line of any character in any television series. You come in declaiming the first commandment. (laughs) (laughs) As if you were Moses coming down from the mountaintop yourself. When you read that, did you know, like, okay, I have to to take this gig? Absolutely. It was the most disarming, most extraordinary entrance I could imagine being given, and I accepted it without hesitation. And mind you, when I agreed to do the show, it was only uh, to perform in four or five episodes uh, per season because Bart was not the main character. He wasn't, uh, the focus was the staff, the West Wing staff. This, uh, this uh, staged reading, uh, this, the stage play. Hey, don't say it like that. The, the, it, it, how do you describe it, it again? What is it again? I'm not going to say reunion. I will not say reunion, special. I promise you. It's a staged reading, but your your reading had had skepticism in it. <laughs> I think Nobody's there should be a better word. Anything. There should be a better word for reading because you, you're off book, so it's not a reading. No, I know that. The I know staged that. play, this uh, the staging. How about just a staging? Let's just do that. It Let's is see. a benefit 
for when we all vote, as okay. you mentioned, all right. and I, I do want to mention them again, it is a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization uh, that aims to get out the vote, that aims to combat voter suppression, and we, we have our, what we want to do is we're, we're aiming at a very narrow demographic. We want to move fans of the West Wing to the polls. And when we Just all vote, what, you, what do they do for night. you? What, what does when we all vote do? Like, can you go to a website and get the information yes. you need? Uh, thank you for asking. You can go to whenweallvote.org uh, and you can get, first of all, you can quickly find out uh, if you're not registered to vote, how to register, where your polling place is. You can volunteer uh, to become a poll worker if you are young and healthy. That's something we need. Most poll workers uh, are senior citizens who uh, are not going to be able to risk being poll workers this time around. So one of the ways we can fight those five, six hour lines is for young people uh, to show up and work at the polls. Uh, and I also just wanted to mention that a few of us are, are, are missing today. Rob Lowe, Dulé Hill, Janelle Maloney, uh, they're in the show. So is Anna Devere Smith. I got a picture um, right here of, uh, of oh, uh, Martin, Bradley, and Dulé right there. Wearing yeah. the Dulé with the PPE. Good for him. And, uh, oh, we were, uh, this, when we were shooting this, the, the, the safest place in America was the Orpheum Theater in Los Angeles. The, the, the COVID protocols we were under uh, were as strict as can be. We also hear from, during the show, Mrs. Obama, President Clinton, uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Marley Matlin, Elizabeth Moss. In the show. It's fun. It, 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 in the act breaks where commercials would be, it's if you're getting the sense that it's not a reunion, you're right. It's on HBO Max, okay? If if the original show had been been on HBO, are there things uh, you would like to have been able to get away with on on premium cable that you couldn't get away with on broadcast? Were there were there words you'd like to be able to have written put in the characters' mouths? Was was there nudity you would like to have been able to share with the American people? Some Bartlett yeah. butt was would 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 yeah, that have been Martin, would you have gone? Martin, would you have gone full frontal if the if the if the plot called for it? If it was in keeping with the character's intention? Yeah, he, he doesn't need that much to go full frontal. He'll just have to ask. Um, so I, I let the man answer. I was fifty-nine when I started, so I don't think that I would have had anything that anybody would have been interested in. I beg to differ. Oh, that hurts. I beg. That really hurts. I beg to differ. As a 56-year-old, I hope it doesn't all go away in the next three years. Admittedly, there's some of it I can't see anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay. We have we have an exclusive clip right now. I've been told we have an exclusive clip clip from the special, and uh, I know you're working really hard to get it to us, Aaron. But we don't actually a we don't really have it nor do we or you know what the clip will be. So let's just run the clip right now, and when we come out of it, we've all really enjoyed it, and we'll, we'll say a few vague but really informative things about the clip, okay? So you think the strike against me is nobody likes the smartest kid in the class? I don't know, sir. <laughs> Being the smartest kid in the class is a pretty good pitch. It's not a strike unless you watch it as it sails by. I don't do that. Sure. And I'm not a snob. I don't believe you are. The guy's a good neighbor. If he puts in a day, if every once in a while he smiles, if every once in a while he thinks of someone else, and above all else, if he can find his way to tolerance and compassion, then he's my brother. And I don't care if he didn't get past finger painting. 
What I cannot stomach are people who are out to convince people that the educated are soft and privileged and out to make them feel like they're less than, you know. He may be educated, but I'm plain spoken, just like you, especially when we know that education can be the silver bullet. It can be the silver bullet, Toby, for crime, unemployment, poverty, drugs, hatred. Who are you trying to convince? I'm just saying, I don't watch the pitch go by. Check. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Wow. It's like, it's, it's, it's like you're there. Yeah. It's like, it's Um, like you watch, it's, it's like, I mean, the, I've got, I've got goose flesh. I've got goose flesh right here. But I'll tell you what it was like. Um, uh, it, 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 took these guys a matter of seconds to get right back to where they were uh, uh, 20 years ago during the show. Uh, uh, it took no warm up time at all. They were right in the groove. Uh, we have to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with more Martin Sheen, Aaron Sorkin, Bradley Whitford, Allison Janney, and Richard Schiff. with the creator and cast of The West Wing, Aaron Sorkin, Bradley Whitford, Allison Janney, Richard Schiff, and Martin Sheen. How much did the actors themselves influence the, 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 the characters? You know, I understand, well, Richard, well, you once... made some choices. I understand Richard made a, some choices that would sometimes uh, box you in a corner. Yeah. Um, uh, it was while we were shooting the pilot, um, uh, maybe four or five days in, I uh, I noticed he was wearing a, a wedding ring, um, and I went to him between takes and said, "You know, <laughs> I I, uh, I just hadn't thought that Toby uh, was married." Uh, and Richard said, "Yeah, me neither." Um, I said, well, "You're wearing a wedding ring." He said, "Yeah, I was going to let you figure that out." <laughs> okay, I have I, I have to tell my version of the story because it's fascinating how we remember things. Okay, because. Um, uh, because Aaron came up to me kind of desperate, actually, and, and a little frantic. You're wearing a, a wedding ring. And I went, yeah. He goes, are you married? And I went, no. And what I said was, uh, Toby is a, I've made, I've decided that he was a widower, which is why he's so much, so intense and so focused and maybe a little bit sad um, uh, and give, give him some depth and, and that he, he lost someone very close to him. You remember it as you figure it out because you were thinking, damn, I got to figure this out now because you had written my ex-wife. Right, right. I guess you're right. Uh, But more uh, uh, to the point, yes, of course, the actors um, influenced the characters uh, as we went. That's uh, it's one of the really nice things about doing series television, about staying with something. You know, I, I, I stayed with it for four years. Um, uh, that you're kind of on your own uh, with the pilot. Uh, and then with this group, starting with episode two, uh, you know, you start to get to know them a little bit. And they're really filling out these characters and uh, it, it just starts to work. I mean, I, I think that we had some very good episodes in the first season, but I feel like it took us the first year to learn how to do the show. Allison, <laughs> what was your favorite episode? Oh, gosh, that's a... Uh... That's, uh, that's you get the tough questions to on the late show. It's the tough questions we throw. Yeah, that's around here. the tough one. There's so many. We mean, but it's hard for me to pick because there's so many moments out of each one that I love. I mean, obviously the most, one of the most uh, rewarding uh, for me and and just emotionally as an actor was uh, Women of Kumar, 
uh, which uh, was, I believe, Aaron, I'll now let me see, season three, episode nine. Okay. Was I right? Okay, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it was that. But I loved it because it was CJ, uh, you know, her personal uh, uh, beliefs and convictions coming uh, up, uh, coming in conflict with what the what the Bartlett administration was putting out because they were, they were selling arms to the fictional country of Kumar that was abusive to women. And, and, and it was very, CJ cost her something emotionally. So that was a great storyline to see, you know, she, her conflicted and, and showing that those, that was an amazing episode to be a part of. And, and then, you know, conversely, I love all those, the, the silly things I got to do, picking, you know, making Bartlett pardon two turkeys one Thanksgiving or working with other barnyard animals I got to work with. I mean, I always loved doing the, 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 the silly comedy things, but then, you know, an episode like Women of Kumar just, just filmed me as an actress so much to, to uh, you know, so, so it's hard to answer that. What? succinctly well you nailed it you nailed it martin uh bartlett was the second catholic president the united states ever had and i think it's it's known that you wanted uh, josiah bartlett to be a catholic why was that important to you as a performer well i'm a, a practicing catholic i still haven't gotten it right so i continue to practice but sure uh i wanted bartlett to have a personal uh, reference of morality so that it went beyond the normal course of politics or public life that he, he took it personal. There was reward and punishment. Uh, but I also wanted him to have a Notre Dame degree for obvious reasons that I didn't have one. So I'm grateful that Aaron gave me both. We have to take a quick break, uh, but stick around. We'll be right back with more of The West Wing. We're back with the creator and cast of The West Wing. People have characterized this show, and this is, this is, this is a question for Aaron, but really I'd love to get everybody's reaction to this, is that people have characterized this show as um, a political, liberal, softcore, you know, political porn. Um, how would you characterize it? How do you look back on the spirit of the show and what you think it meant to the audience? Well... I don't think I get to characterize it uh, uh, first. I think that's up to the audience, but I'll go ahead. How about your intention? Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, my intention was that I feel like in popular culture, by and large, uh, our leaders ha have been uh, depicted as either Machiavellian or adults. Um, and uh, I just want to- Now we that. have both. <laughs> Uh, Sorry. I wanted to do a show uh, 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 set against this very um, exotic backdrop, the White House, uh, where there could be high stakes problems, but the people who work there uh, are every bit as competent and committed as the doctors and nurses on a hospital show or the detectives on a cop show or the lawyers uh, on, you know, on a David Kelly uh, show, uh, that they were going to win as much as they were going to lose. Uh, but uh, they were going to wake up every morning thinking about us and trying to do the right thing, uh, wanting to do the right thing. And, you know, uh, back when we were doing the show, you get mail, actual mail uh, uh, from viewers. The lion's share of it would always begin with somebody self-identifying as a Republican or conservative or saying, uh, you know, I don't agree with most of the opinions your characters express 
but I love the show. And the reason they, they liked it was because they really liked the, the, the sight and sound of competence and dedication. Uh, the show was a Valentine to public service and to American institutions and democracy. Um, and it just, it showed a brand of patriotism uh, I, that we, we didn't commonly see on TV back then. By, by the way, the criticism would come from both sides. I got a letter in my trailer after an episode we did on social security where Toby solves social security. And I had to go to all of the, the experts, the, cons the, the consultants on our set, Lawrence O'Donnell and Pat Cadell and everybody else to ask them how in fact this all really works because I don't understand it. And I, it's like Greek to me. And they all had their different explanations about how this plan will work completely different than the other. So I had to do it as if I was speaking Greek and just get through it. Weeks later, I got a letter in my trailer saying, thank you so much for tackling this very difficult issue. Here are 10 reasons why your plan won't work. Signed, Senator from New York, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Oh my gosh. Did you write back and tell her that I didn't write that episode? I had left the show already. <laughs> I, uh, That's really important to me. I did not. Uh, before we go, obviously, as I said, you all love saying Aaron's words. And Aaron, I, I asked you if you would give me the opportunity to do one of your fugue-like monologues. And you nicely enough wrote the outro for this interview tonight. So I'm going to do it right now with your indulgence right now. Imagine the camera slowly pushing in on me with his American mm -hmm. flag in the background and maybe some strings come in at a certain Score, point. Yeah. A West Wing special to benefit When We All Vote airs October 15th on HBO Max because we're freer, we're fairer, we're smarter, and we're better when we all vote because on this one day, election day, the most powerful people in the world aren't kings or prime ministers or presidents. On this one day, the most powerful people in the world are American voters. And American voters know in their hearts that this is not a reunion show. Richard Schiff, Martin Sheen, Aaron Sorkin, Bradley Whitford, and Allison Janney, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, you beautiful people. We'll Thanks be right back. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. 